sleeping. <laughs> um, this is Elle with Baby from Ashes. Um, welcome. I know I've kind of had a little bit of a break. I've had a crazy, I think it's been two weeks since my last post, but um, I don't know. Uh, just as a side note, <laughs> I if, if anybody that actually knows me especially back in the day, like I used to run in, when I lived in Vegas, I used to run regularly. And um, I really, really like running outside. I kind of can't stand running in a gym. Uh, I get I get bored. I get bored easily. Um, my daughter's psychologist once told me that they thought I had a touch of ADHD because my pain medication used to make me really hyper. Uh, whereas most people it makes them tired. Me makes me hyper. And I get bored easily, so I don't know if it's related. Like, I can sit at a slot machine and pay 20 bucks, play 20 bucks, and, and I'm done. I may not even finish it. Like, I might just cash out and peace out, but I'll spend like an hour, and then I'm bored and ready to move on. So, um, gambling addictions have never been an issue for me because I get bored before I can get addicted. <laughs> so, I don't like monotonous tasks. Um, I'm an action-adventure kind of person. Maybe that's why uh, my best friend always tells me that I'm always moving. I don't know how to like spend a day doing nothing very well. So, um, speaking of running, because I was talking about running in Vegas. So, we used to run all the time. And um, I love running outside, which is crazy because Vegas is super hot in the summertime. And it, it, you either have to get up really early or you have to... Honestly, even late at night, it's still really warm in the summer, so you have to get up super duper early to run outside. Um, and a lot of times, I in the summertime, I would go to one of the local community centers and I'd just run on one of the indoor tracks. Um, I'd put on like a good book or some music or something. I personally prefer a book because I like my, my mind actually following something, whereas music, I don't know, it's just music. So it'll pep you up and rev you up, but I, again, I get bored. <laughs> so, um... Anyways, I live in New England now. I live in the Boston area, but um, I've lived in New England for almost six years now. And um, the crazy thing is that in New England, I thought when I moved out here, oh my gosh, I'm going to love to run. It's so green. It's beautiful. Obviously, winter is out because I'm not running in the snow. I don't like the snow. I like the snow from indoors. <laughs> So, um, and yes, I moved to New England, even though I knew that I hated the snow before I moved out here. So, um, I love to run and I thought running in New England would be fantastic. Um, on the unfortunate side and that I didn't really think of is the roads and sidewalks and the ground is really rocky out here and like you've got holes that you can't see because the grass is too high and the tree branches coming through the concrete and so I rolled my ankles so many times I honestly don't even know and I quit running <laughs> I was like screw this crap so I have not really run since I've been out here in fact I've been trying to get like a little jogging routine going on at the gym again and running such a huge thing we have the Boston Marathon oh my gosh it's like huge and literally it goes right past my house so, <laughs> I'm so close. I could walk to it. So, um, but I don't, like, I just don't participate in that. 
was like amazing was when I lived in San Diego. <laughs> so it was green year round. I loved walking around out there. Like it was the best of both worlds for me. I would kill to go back. My dream is to retire there. Um, close to the ocean. So that when I open my windows, I can hear it. <laughs> so, um, but you know, coming to the Boston area, we really thought, oh my gosh, the medical here is fantastic. My daughter's going to be on having amazing doctors and the system is supposed to be so good for medical out there. <laughs> the schools are amazing. Woo! They don't tell you about the, uh, the pitfalls when you move. Nobody knows about the pitfalls because you're not talking to the right people. Um, the doctors here are amazing and I, I don't want to downplay that because I can say that we wouldn't have we wouldn't have the specialists that we have anywhere else. They're they're fantastic. My daughter wouldn't be diagnosed the way she is properly. Um, medically, literally the best decision we ever made. But there's a reason why uh, people come here for the medical and they go back home. <laughs> um, everybody says the resources are fantastic here. And I will say they, they have a lot of good resources. Um, however, there are so many people here with um, medical issues, legit, that need the services that they are incredibly difficult to get because they are so oversaturated, oversaturated, excuse me, with legitimate applicants and there's only so much money. So, um, truth be told, if the, if all the other states would get in here, and that would be great. Um, the federal funding is divided out equally. I mean, it's, it's based on sensor but it, it's percentage based like they I don't, I don't know they do have I don't exactly know how it's divided I just know that it's it's not divided well uh, I don't want to get into that politics and logistics of that but nonetheless um, the schools are fantastic um, I get to live in a school district that um, for a typical child is off the charts I mean the school district is phenomenal if your kid can stay in gen ed um, if your kid can stay in sub-separate in the school district, I mean, off the charts. This district has won national awards. They've won national character awards. They teach the kids from kindergarten all the way up with, throughout the curriculum to find the value in their differences, to find the, um, the, the benefit, I mean, and really learn from each other. Uh, every person has value. And I love, love, love it. Like, that is just amazing. Um, they're a really great school district as far as academics go. Uh, they, they're just fantastic. I can't even say enough great things about the district if your child can stay in the district. Um, if you need out-of-district services, they are one of the toughest in the state. And they hold out tooth and nail to the bitter end. And I... I I understand why. So in this state, now I know Arizona is a little different. Um, it's if your child can't go in the district and can't go into a charter school in Arizona, um, if your child qualifies for developmental Department of Developmental Disabilities, which basically just need a diagnosis that qualifies. <clears throat> Excuse me, there's a truck with stinky gas driving past me. <laughs> 
scholarship funding so that if your child can't go to one of these schools, it's a, it's a set amount. I don't know what the dollar amount is. I'm sure it changes from year to year based on funding, but it, basically it's divided at a, it's divided at a state level. So, and it's an equal amount, you know, they make it fair. And then you can send your child to any out of district school anywhere in the country. Um, you're responsible for the rest or getting grants or scholarships, etc. So that's what Arizona does. Um, I really don't know what Nevada protocol is. Most states, um, it's at this. It's based on a student, um, depending on his behavioral or otherwise. If they don't have the appropriate setting for your child, usually it's it's a lawsuit with the school district. And usually, most of them take about a year to year and a half to go from to get done. And um, then the district pays for your child to go to out-of-district school, which nine times out of ten is not even available in that state. Maybe maybe a little less. <laughs> but most of the time it's not available in that state, so they actually end up sending them out to New England most of the time. There are some out-of-district schools that are, um, that can accommodate. I, th I think there's one in Utah, uh, depending on your child's needs. So, um, in doing that, children out of district, they are also paying for residential care. So extremely expensive. You're, you're talking like $350,000 a year or more. It could be up to $500,000 a year for these children to go to school out of district. So that's a huge burden on the school district. Now, in Massachusetts, most of these schools are here. So when you're petitioning for out of district placement, it's usually day programming. It's almost unheard of for a school to pay for residential. Um, and the schools will negotiate most likely before that even occurs. So what they do pay for is busing the child to and from for the day programming. The residential components, if it's necessary, are usually paid for by Department of Mental Health or Department of Children and Family Services. In some states it's called CPS. Children's Federation is amazing. They're great. 
great program. They actually offer the class that gets the certification for the educational advocate. Um, it's not a cheap class. It's very time consuming to do it. It's very difficult for a parent to do it because it's during the day. I believe it's three days a week for like two or three months straight. And it's most of the time it's in Boston or it's, I think one of them's in Lawrence. There's only four a year. But it's a trek. Either way, you're you're driving car, or taking the train in, or parking's exorbitant. So it's it's not a it's not an easy thing to do because you got to take a lot of time out of work if you were um, away from your kids' appointments or whatever the case may be. But they do offer free educational advocates. However, last I heard, it was a five-year wait list, which is just it's just insane. I'm sorry, but that's just insane. And educational advocates can cost anywhere from 150 to like 300 bucks an hour, um, is what I've been quoted. And um, then there's educational attorneys, the special ed attorneys. Uh, it's a little easier to get a special ed attorney. You can go to legal aid, um, but some areas, some legal aid, because we're in like jurisdictions and counties, um, many legal aid don't offer it. So then you have to go. Like there, I think there's three that I know of, and you have to go to these other like mainstream ones. I know there's one in Lynn, and I, I can't remember the other one, and see if you qualify. If you don't qualify, or if they don't, they just don't have enough people, they don't have availability for you, then you can bounce to one of the other two. And I know like the one in. Metro West, it's called Metro West Legal Services, they make you apply to the two, the two other ones first because they're technically not supposed to go out of their region unless one of these other things apply. So there's like a lot of, there's a lot of like little loopholes and stuff that have to be worked around first. But again, this stuff takes time. You sit on wait lists, you wait for appointments, you know, this stuff takes time. And, um, once you get the educational, or once you get the special education attorney, and if you're paying out of pocket for those guys, uh, $250, $450 an hour, roughly, if you're paying out of pocket, if you don't qualify for legal aid, which, I'm sorry, middle class family just, just can't afford that. That's just astronomically insane. It would be one thing if you're doing this in a state where it only takes like a year to get done, but in this state, I've been fighting for four and a half years. So there's a process. And if you don't know the process, we're a year behind because I didn't know the process at first and I was trying to find out and they don't make it easy. They don't make it easy to find anything out here, state level. But it's decided at, at uh, district level, so not even county, it's individual school districts. The individual school districts are required to pay for it. It comes out of their district budget, which is why they fight so hard. You can't blame them. They're looking out for their whole population budget for all of their children. So I completely understand why they make it so difficult. My personal opinion is this should be done at a state level, period. Um, because there's too many variables with the different districts. Uh, some districts are slow. Some districts don't file, follow regulations. Um, and you have to call them on it. So and they all try to scoot by. I mean, I have a facilitator at one school who talks in circles. You ask a question, you bring something up, and you don't actually ever get a legit answer. Instead, you just get your
circle and nothing was ever answered. They just explained to you the law or whatever. And to me, it just pisses me off because it's a waste of my time. So I, as I have said before, I am very fickle about efficiency of time because <laughs> I do not have a lot and don't like my time wasted. <laughs> so as you can tell, as I'm doing podcasts in my car, you can hear the traffic noise. I'm on the highway. You can hear the noise. So nonetheless, in some of these things, if you're dealing with a district, regardless of the state that you're in, you need to make sure everything is documented. As a parent, you need to become an attorney, paralegal, in your mind. And everything needs to be documented. Everything needs to be explicit, um, especially with your doctors, because some doctors don't document things. And you need to ask them, I'm sorry, can you please put that in writing for me? Or can you please shoot me an email with that? Or, you know, whatever. A lot of times they can have their, their nursing assistants take care of a lot of that stuff. So it's not necessarily busy work for them. And they get to bill you for it. Billable hours. So please make sure you document everything. Keep meticulous records. I have boxes and boxes and boxes and more boxes of records that I need to probably go through. I just don't have time and pill for what I don't need. Um, and just get rid of the rest. Anyway, so I, um, I document everything. And the reason I'm even having this conversation today is yesterday I had an incident with the school. And this is a school that I've been profusely saying over and over, my kid needs therapeutic schools. I have doctors, I have hospitals, I have um, inpatient hospitals that have all written letters saying my kid needs to be in therapeutic schools. She needs the coping skills throughout the day. She doesn't get the coping skills throughout the day. This is something my child needs throughout the day. Their sub-separate classroom is not enough and um, she needs coping skills. So that being said, yesterday I get, my kid didn't take her pills. She's manic. She's bipolar. So she's manic right now and she didn't take her pills. And I just found out, Oh, she didn't take her pills. And so I was getting my clothes on, get my shoes on, getting ready to go to the school to give her her pills. And I get a call from a teacher at the school, her special ed teacher. And apparently my daughter is having a meltdown again. She'd had one the previous day. And unfortunately the adjustment counselor was out. The school facilitator, special ed facilitator was out. And the BCBA who was supposed to be scheduled as far as I know was also out. I didn't know if she was out sick or not or what happened, but she wasn't available either. And the special ed teacher um, isn't really there for therapeutic purposes. He tries, but um, he can he can manage minor issues. But this was a big full-on issue. My kid was refusing to go to classes. She has an, a teacher that likes to set her off, which is what happened the day before. And um, she was refusing to go to school the rest of the day. I wanted to sit in her, her little um, act support room. And which, you know, she's a teenager. Like, teenagers are crazy. Teenage girls are crazy anyways. <laughs> if you have teenage girls, you know what I'm talking about. They're nuts. I was nuts. If you ask my parents, my sister and I were nuts when we were teenagers. Just insane. So, <laughs> so if you don't have teenage girls yet, but you have small children, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just 
luck to you. But, um, so my daughter was having a giant meltdown. Apparently she was, she's, she was, she used the F word when she said she wasn't going to her effing class and she was sick of the school and on and on and on. So I get a call saying that she was refusing to go to classes and um, I said, oh, I was just coming to give her her medication. She, she left without it this morning. And they said, oh, okay, well, administration would like you to pick her up. And I said, why? Well, we don't have any of the supportive counselors available and um, she's just all, she's just out of control. So we would like you to pick her up. And I said, uh, I'm going to call my attorney. <laughs> so I did call my attorney because that didn't really seem rational to me. It's not my fault. The school doesn't have backup staff that can accommodate my child's needs at all just because specifically the one counselor that helps her the most when she's like this is out sick. Um, they should have more than one, <laughs> but that's again, not my prerogative. So I called my attorney and again, was told the same thing I was thinking that they needed to document it and either suspend her, um, or they needed to keep her at school. She doesn't, they can't just ask me to come home, come pick my kid up from school. Um, in fact, I was supposed to be teaching a class that got canceled. So, unfortunately, that's the only reason I was even available to answer the phone. Otherwise, I wouldn't have even answered the phone. Because I had a private call, I would have just clicked it to voicemail. So, anyway, um, I, I emailed back because it was a big email chain after I got this call. Um, and then I actually legitimately got an email from the facilitator on that chain saying that she thought that she had recommended that I pick up my daughter because the staff wasn't there. <laughs> and my email was, and I quote, I am not picking up my child just because you do not have the support staff that she needs um, unless you're suspending her because unless her behavior constitutes a suspension, I am not picking her up. And so then the president or the principal kicked in and said, well, she said the, she's using um, the F word in class. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and suspend her for that. <laughs> Which, what high school student hasn't said an F-bomb at some point in their high school career? I, I probably didn't say it to my teachers. I was a pretty mild-mannered kid. But I, I know I probably used it quite a bit when I was in high school. I remember walking in my brother saying it all the time, too. So, so F-bombs all around. I'm not saying that it's appropriate. But... If I have to resort to my kids at the F word, <laughs> she didn't even call anybody the F word. She just said she wasn't going to her effing class. Um, you know, that's, that's what they have to do. But I have all this documented, so it's in my little pocket to show that my kid requires special education school and a therapeutic school not to be in special ed classes. They just don't have the facilities to accommodate her and it's not rational to expect her to have to be in these classes, um, especially when they can't support her. So it's crucially important that you document everything. When I came to pick her up, they tried to just give me an unexcused absence form to sign her out. And I, again, I said, I need to speak with the principal. Um, it's this isn't how it's going to work. I need some kind of documentation that she's actually suspended or having an emergency removal. So the principal had apparently sent me an email when I was driving over there 
and a formal letter was written up and emailed to me that evening. So don't be afraid to ask for what you need. And honestly, if they told me they weren't going to send me one, I still have my email chain. Don't let people tell you things over the phone. Email back and confirm the information with the people involved. CC everyone. My attorney was on that CC. I don't even think the school knew it because I replied with my attorney on the email chain and she got all of the emails back and forth. So she's well aware of everything that's going on. Um, so just know that no matter what crazy stuff these districts do, and they will do it, um, you just got to document it. Uh, and I can tell you, it's not even my school level. Uh, this state is notorious for the individual districts. These are people that aren't even working with our children that are making these decisions. And unfortunately, the people working with the children have to follow suit. They have to fall in line. I mean, the emails I'm getting are, oh, but she's a wonderful child and, and she's doing great and she's having great progress. My kid hasn't made a stitch of progress. So <laughs> I don't know where it is that you're seeing progress, but my kid hasn't had a stitch of progress. So the fact that they keep saying that because they're covering their butts and they can lose their jobs over this. It's, it's stupid. I'm sorry. It's stupid and it pisses me off. So just know the grass is not always greener everywhere else. While we have fantastic doctors and specialists in the state of Massachusetts, when it comes to everything else, it's just as hard, if not harder, than everywhere else. So um, I know that since I've left Nevada that they've in, it instituted some fantastic services within the school district. I personally don't know how great they are. But on the flip side, I have heard about um, children being isolated to specifically IEP classrooms. I've heard about that in Arizona. Um, I've heard about that in other states. And that's, that's segregation, guys. You know, I mean, that's, it's just disgusting that you're going to rotate the quote IEP class. Sometimes there's gen ed students in that class. But it's a disservice to the teacher, it's a disservice to the children, and it's a disservice to the gen ed students that are in the class. They need to be scattered throughout the grade. Um, you need to match up personalities with teachers, you know, and unfortunately, especially if they're developmental disabilities, a lot of times personality of the teacher, patience, compassion, all weighs into the child. So please, please understand that what, you know, you're never going to have a full picture of what you're walking into um, when you move, if you're moving. And if you have a child with special needs, don't move unless it's absolutely 100% necessary because picking up services, and I knew this before I moved here, picking up services in another state is going to be a hundred times harder than when you're picking them up along the way as you need them when your child is young and as they grow. And so having to pick up where you left off is going to be extremely difficult. So please, please, please take all those things into consideration. Um, it was medically necessary to move my daughter. She was misdiagnosed and we just didn't have the right type of diagnosticians. And I don't know that we would have been able to get them if we hadn't actually moved here. 
because you know if you don't know where to start it's it's a tough community and when I meet residents in that community um, that are you know still training I, I tell them please you know this is an amazing place to do your residency but please move elsewhere when you're done because we just don't have them anywhere else so we need more um, and unfortunately it's a very underserved community in the, the mental health sector and the developmental sector so um, <clears throat> I just wanted to share all that with you all today um, the grass is not always greener on the other side sometimes you got to go through sometimes you still got to trudge through it and I know that but sometimes if you can avoid it if it's in the best interest of your child please avoid it it's it's just so difficult so anyway I hope you all have a wonderful day please once again if you have any questions um, if you want to share your story um, if you want to share your story on the podcast or even just with me personally I'm so happy to hear it my email address is simply my first name L which is spelled E-L-L-E G is in George, F is in Frank at gmail.com. Please feel free to email me. Have a wonderful day. God bless.